Good morning, Nachum. Good morning, Shabbos, everybody. And wow, with this week's parsha of Lech Lecha, that tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Lech Lecha, and according to the Chinuch, we do have the second of the three mitzvos found in the book of Bereshis, namely that of circumcision, Prismila. In Parshas Lech Lecha, we are experiencing a new creation. Two weeks ago we read Parshas Bereshis. Bereshis Bara Lokim, Hashem created a world, a perfect universe. And now in Parshas Lech Lecha we have the fulfillment of that which we find in the second chapter of creation. Ele Toldos Shamayim Vaoretz Behi Baram. This is the genealogy, this is the unfolding of heaven and earth when they were created. And the Balaturim on that Pasuk tells us that this, the letters of Behibar Am spell the Avraham, namely, says the Balaturim, Kibeschus Avraham in the merit of Avraham, that Avraham is going to come along and literally change the world, Nivra'u Shemaim Va'oretz, based upon the Medrash Bereshis Rabbah, chapter 12, paragraph 9, in the merit of Avram was the world created. Wow! So whereas the first two parshios, Bereshis, the first thousand years of creation, Noach, the second thousand years of civilization, Lech Lecha contains the life of Avram Avinu and 24 years exactly in the life of Avram. It starts when he is 75, when he fulfills the command of Lech Lecha, literally go, not knowing where he's going, just knowing where he is leaving and what he is leaving, and it finishes with chapter 17 with Avram Avinu at 99 performing the mitzvah of circumcision. I'd like to focus on a specific verse coming from chapter 15. This is after Avram goes to war as he had given his word to his nephew Lot, Im hasmol v'emina, if you go to the left, I'll go to the right. When they have to split, as the Torah tells us in chapter 13, because there was a quarrel, because Lot's, Avram's nephew, their shepherds, his shepherds, were stealing from the local people, Lot claiming that Avram did not have an heir, and Hashem promised the land to Avram, so we might as well take it and use the land now. When the Torah says, Vaknani Vaprizi Az Yoshev Ba'aretz, that the Knani and Prizi people had possession of the land at that time, and the shepherds of Avram rebuked those of Lot. Lot did not change, so Avram says, I cannot live with a thief. And therefore, 
Let's split. But if you need me, I will be there for you. And so Avram in chapter 14, true to his word, when the land of Canaan was overrun by the four kings who defeat the five kings, Avram Avinu goes out with 318 of his students and they defeat the four kings. And so what do we have? We have at this point here that right afterwards in chapter 15, Avram says to Hashem, very nice, but I don't have an appropriate heir. And I'm afraid that the uh, CEO of my company, namely Eliezer Damasek, Damascus, Eliezer is going to be the one to continue my not so much Avram's physical business, but taking over his spiritual business, namely monotheism. And so Hashem says to Avram, no, it's not going to be Eliezer, but rather a child that will be born through and from your loins. And then Hashem says to Avram in chapter 15, Pasuk 5. That's the Pasuk I want to take. Bring the verse to the table. 15.5 Hashem takes Avram outside, outside of his tent, outside of his house. And he says to him, Avram, look up to the sky. Usfor hakochavim and count the stars. Imtuchalisporosam, can you count them? Vayomer lo, and Hashem said to him, the word lo spelt with a vav, to him. Not that Avram answers, no, I can't. Hashem says to him, Koyezarecha, so will your children, your progeny be. Now, how do you understand those last three words? At first glance, the Pasuk means that as numerous as the stars are, and you can't count the stars, that's the way your children are going to be. I'd like to share with you a delicious interpretation of Rav Meir, the late Rav Meir Shapira the founder of Yeshiva Chachmei Lublin, the founder of the Dafyomi that he started in 1923. And to, I mention this specifically because this past Wednesday, the seventh day of Mar Cheshvan, was his yard site. Okay, he passed away in 1946. Now, listen carefully to his interpretation. Let's go back to the text. Hashem takes him outside and he says to him, look up to the heavens and count the stars. Stop right there. I ask you, when Hashem told Avraham to count, does Avram begin to count? Or does he say, wait a minute, this is beyond me. There's no way that I can possibly do it. And so therefore, Avram does not count. And says Rav Meir Shapira, no. Usfora kochavim means count the stars. Avram, though he knows that he can't do it ultimately, it's not within the possibility of man to count the 
and I don't have the right word, beyond trillions of stars that there are there, but because Avram's desire is so great to fulfill the will of God, he begins, he tries. That's all that counts. You do yours. You try. And this is what Hashem says to him, Ko zarecha. So too will your disciples, will your children be. Now what does that mean? It means that Avram's children are not going to gauge their desire based upon their ability, based upon that which is asked of them, but just the opposite. Their ability is going to be based on their desire. And their desire is to do the will of God. Their desire is to listen to Hashem. And once one has that incredible desire, then oftentimes one will attempt the impossible. And by attempting the impossible, Hashem will awaken within them potential that they never thought or realized that they had. Now, out there is that very famous expression, to reach for the stars. It's one of those we added first. We added first right here. Generally speaking, what does that mean? That a mentor, a parent, will tell a child, a student, set goals that are especially high. Reach for the stars. Because if you set low goals for yourself, unfortunately, that's what you're going to accomplish. If you set high goals and you reach for the stars, even if you don't actually get there, you're going to accomplish so much more. And this is how the late Rav Meir Shapira learns this pasuk here of Koyezarecha. And let me just tell you, my friends, he was Noedoresh. He explained these psukim beautifully, but he was na'emakayim. He not only darshaned, not only taught this, but he lived it. He was makayim it. He, in 1923, is the one that initiated the concept of Adaf Yomi. Now, I ask you, think about it. Hashem says to Avram, can you count them? Listen carefully. There are 2,711 dapim of Shas. One who starts dafyomi. Can you count them? Can you finish them? Will you have the ability to go through all of Shas, the six Sidorim of Mishnah, and to have the stamina that very often we're all involved with so many other distractions, but to have this commitment that this is the essence of my day. And I have to tell you, amazing, the last Siyam Shas occurred shortly right before Corona hit. 
And I don't have to tell you that for so many people, Corona became literally kiheim chayenu. They were shut in, but it gave them something new, something exciting, something so special to live for. And it really gave them life during that very difficult time. And I can only tell you how many people find a sense of meaning and purpose coming from learning the dafyomi. And therefore, ko zarecha. This is how your children are going to be. This is going to be the virtue of your children. And I just wish to conclude with another interpretation of ko zarecha, and that is as follows. Rashi says, and in his third interpretation of this whole episode of taking him outside of his tent, Rashi says, He took Avram from literally the cavity of this world, and he put him above the stars, basically saying, Avram, you are not bound by the normal aspects of Teva of this world. You're going to live, and your progeny are going to live beyond this world, beyond the natural. Now watch. Let's fast forward, please God, to the end of next week's Parsha in Vayera, where you have the Akedah, and Avram, who sees the Anon, the cloud of Hashem, over the mountain, Yitzchak sees the cloud and he asks his two Neorim that are accompanying him, Eliezer and Yishmael, do you see anything? And they say no. Avram says to them, stay here with the donkey, as the donkey doesn't see, neither do you. But me and Yitzchak, we're going not po here, but we're going ko. We're going there. What does that mean, Adko? So Rashi says in next week's parsha, Adko means a little bit beyond, but he quotes the Medrash that says as follows, I remember Hashem said in this week's parsha, Ko Yezarecha, that my children are going to be beyond the norm, beyond the natural. Let me see if there's going to be a fulfillment thereof. And sure enough, what happens next week, when Yitzchak says to his father, bind me tighter, that I don't flinch, that I don't disqualify the korban, what is Yitzchak doing? Yitzchak is demonstrating that he too, like his father, is beyond the natural. This is Klai Yisrael. This is the beautiful interpretation of Rav Meir Shapiro, and this is his legacy that he leaves behind and this is the proud lifestyle that we have as Jews whereby HaKadosh Baruch Hu says Ko and how proud and privileged we are to be counted amongst this very honorable special people Shabbat Shalom to all